Welcome to the Lawn Care Frank Podcast, where we help lawn care professionals like yourself start and grow their business by tackling obstacles such as finding customers, hiring talented people, spreading brand awareness, and much, much more. Now your host, Lawn Care Frank. Hey, welcome back, Lawn Care Pros. Today, we're going to continue our conversation with Stephen with EcoMo, which is a 100% battery-operated lawn care company. Welcome back, Stephen. Well, thanks so much for having me. I'm very glad to be here. I get asked a lot, you know, hey, Frank, how do I get more accounts? You know, and I know there's no magic bullet. And I tell everybody certain things, uh, you know, about marketing and, you know, the hustle and, you know, uh, doing things uh, throughout, you know, uh, making sure they're doing many different things. But specifically, has there been anything from a marketing standpoint, uh, other than Instagram, that you would point your finger at and say, man, this, this really worked for me. You know, uh, some of the examples that I'll give, like maybe uh, business card marketing or uh, doing some EDDM, some, uh, or doing some other type of targeting when it comes to postcards or uh, social media, you know, Facebook ads, Google ads, or just meeting with the community and getting to know the community. Is there anything that you can pinpoint down? And, you know, my philosophy is you got to do all of that. But is there anything that for you and your experience has said, man, like I did some EDDM and it just was the best thing. Or I, you know, we do business cards within our neighborhoods and that's just been the best thing. Is there something that you can pinpoint uh, so the listener the audience can say, okay, that I need to really kind of look at that. Yeah, I would say probably next door. Next door has we we keep track of all of our leads. Um, so on our contact form on the website, when someone puts in an appointment request to have us come out and give them an estimate, uh, we have it. You know, there are a couple check boxes on the form that says, "How did you hear about us?" I saw your van because we've got. You know, we've got wrapped vans. Uh, we do get quite a few uh, referrals from the van. I'd say probably 15 to 20 percent of our our clients, uh, they check the box that says, I saw your van. That's how they hear from us. But um, there are other various sources as well. There's a percentage of Instagram. There's a percentage from uh, a Google search. Uh, we haven't, you know. We haven't really gone through any SEO optimization or anything like that. So we're just primarily organic through the website. But uh, a bulk of our requests come through the Nextdoor community. Okay, great. I would so, say more more than half. Oh, wow. Okay. That, and I'm glad I asked that question because, you know, everybody wants to know kind of the secret sauce. And there really isn't a secret sauce, right? It's just doing different things and trying to figure out what works best for you, you know, because, uh, I can tell you from my experience too, I really like the next door app. I think I actually did a video, uh, regarding that as far as showing how to get in there and do some, uh, you know, uh, place an ad and those kind of things. Um, but yeah, I really like the next door app as well. Um, uh, is there anything else that you guys do that you would recommend, uh, to the audience? Um, well, we, we did do direct mail 
we didn't see a lot of success through the direct mail, the EDDM pieces. Uh, I think we sent out several thousand of those uh, on a couple different campaigns. And that can we, get costly, right? <laughs> it can. Yes, it can get costly. Uh, you know, ha- having our paying our graphic designer to to build it and have them printed, and obviously everything needs to be slick and not just on a piece of paper. It needs to be high quality, you know, high grade uh, paper. And then and then the service. Uh, if you're if you're doing them on the door, you got to hire a service, or you can take them to the post office and have them mail them for you. Uh, we didn't see a tremendous amount of success through that. I will add that uh, we also uh, we use Constant Contact mm-hmm. for uh, kind of monthly newsletters that we send out. Uh, for instance, um, you know, this past winter we did Christmas light installations, mm. uh, being that we are still establishing our business. I, I wanted to try. And bring in some additional verticals just so we could, you know, keep everybody employed and not have to uh, have anybody else go look for something else during the winter months. So, you know, that was my focus going into the winter time. And Constant Contact was was a was a good outlet for us to roll out that newsletter, you know, run a promo. Hey, we're we're going to be doing Christmas lights this year and kind of making our clients aware of, you know, what new service we might be offering or discounts, things of that nature, referrals. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do a referral program. So, you know, on top of uh, just sending somebody an email, we're sending out a nice slick campaign through Constant Contact. Uh, we like to kind of recap kind of a highlight of the month property uh, nice. Everybody can have an opportunity to to uh, you know be be featured on that highlight of the month. And we we did some research on the open rate through Constant Contact on and there's there's general information on their website about you know how many of these emails get opened and how many of them actually have click throughs and things of that nature. Uh-huh. And historically, those statistics are pretty low. Uh, with, you know, newsletter campaigns. And I don't know if we've got the right formula or if, if we're able to create content that's interesting enough to people. But we, we've got a pretty, pretty significant open rate on these email campaigns. Um, so for that reason, we continue to use those as well. Very cool. So just to clarify, if the audience is not uh, familiar, Constant Contact is a email marketing platform, right? So uh, that's where you're sending your newsletters through, your email marketing and so forth. Uh, there's other options out there like MailChimp and uh, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but there's several different ones out there and uh, Constant Contact is definitely one of them. So how often are you sending out these uh uh, these newsletters once monthly at minimum. Yeah. So we'll do once monthly at minimum. Um, we had, you know, this year we had a, an attack of army worms. So I'll, I'll give a one-off incident for you this, this year. I, th- I think you're aware of that you're here in Dallas with me. Oh yeah, yet. for sure. So, <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, so that, that was an instance where there was kind of an emergency newsletter that we sent out, mm. to, uh, you know, with army worms, information about 
you know, where they came from and how long we can expect them and, and kind of, you know, some call to action as far as, you know, what we can use, what products we can use to treat for army worms and so on and so forth. Um, but on the regular, we'll send out about one a month. Okay, great, great. And, you know, I, I'm really glad that you brought up the whole, you know, email marketing uh, uh, side of the business because, you know, uh, for our uh, audience, you know, I, I want to kind of add a little bit to that as well. When it comes to email marketing, you know, you have so many opportunities to touch that customer, right? And uh, you gave a great example, Stephen, when something happened, right? An event happened. Like in this case, it was army worms. Uh, or maybe we had a really hot summer or whatever those events are, right? It gives us an opportunity to hit that customer one more time. And we're not trying to sell anything, right? Or we don't have to. It just gives us that touch, right? And maybe at the bottom of that email, you, you know, you have obviously your contact information, but you know, you could drop a small coupon down there. You know, I just want to emphasize, you know, that email marketing is such an inexpensive tool to use that oh, many companies don't use at all. Absolutely. Yeah. It's worth its weight in gold. Um, I, I think that, you know, there are paid subscriptions, um, you know, if it's somebody that's just starting out, they can get the bare bones subscription. And I believe that supports up to one or 200 emails or something like that. But you're, you're absolutely right. Staying top of mind is probably the most important thing that we can be doing. Mm-hmm. And I've always had that mindset that you just, you, you need to constantly stay out in front. It's, it's in an email campaign. It's it's a reminder to your clients that you know now's the time, right? Yeah. And when they get that email in their inbox, you know we're 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 coming we're approaching this from the standpoint that we're a consultant, right? We're interested in more than just showing up and cutting somebody's grass. You know, we we genuinely enjoy what we're doing. Um, I keep a clean lawn. I keep a well fertilized lawn. And, you know, those email campaigns, they're, they're a great reminder to folks that, you know, now's the time to fertilize. If you're going to do it in the spring or you're going to do it in the fall or whatever it is that consistency looks like, um, you know, constantly just staying out in front. And it's also important that these email campaigns that we send out, um, oftentimes we're not sending out these emails asking for business or suggesting services or things of that nature. We're just sending out, just sharing information, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, about, about our industry in general, about lawn care in general. Um, so I guess you c- could certainly consider that to be a soft sell, if you will. Sure. Um, but, you know, coming, uh, coming from the, position of being a consultant is, I I think it's very important in in this business and of course in any business. Absolutely. I agree with you a hundred percent on that. And so, you know, we talked a little bit about the marketing aspect of your business and how you've grown your business in the last three years. Do you feel being a emission-free lawn mowing company, lawn care company, do you feel that that's given you an edge? And if so, Tell us how you've kind of leveraged that. You know, that's, I, I asked my, that's a, 
Well, that is the million dollar question. <laughs> uh, it really is. Um, w- when we first started this business, um, it, it, it did provide us with an edge, right? Mm-hmm. We are doing something different. Obviously, uh, there are a lot of folks that are, uh, you know, more environmentally focused, if you will. Um, and I, I think that that certainly did provide us with a little bit of an edge, uh, when we got started. Mm-hmm. Um, but more importantly, um, you know, uh, zero emission aside or electric aside, uh, I've I've learned that this business is more about doing what you say you're going to do when you say you're going to do it, uh, regardless of whether or not you're pushing a battery-powered lawnmower or a gas-powered lawnmower. Um, consistently delivering results is probably the most important thing that we are focused on. Absolutely. And I agree with that 100% because, you know, one of the things that I always preach is, you know, uh, people ask me, should I get this mower or should I get that mower or should I get this weed eater or should I get that weed eater? And to me, it's, you know, those are such a small part of what goes into building the business, right? And one of the things that you really touched upon is that communication, right? Like if it rains, let your customer know you're not coming out, even though they can clearly see that you're not coming out. Again, that's another touch. That's another opportunity for you to say, you know, I'm on top of this. You know, I care about your lawn. I care about doing business with you. And I just want to let you know, I'm not going to be able to come out today, but it's that communication, right? And that's kind of more important in my book anyway, than whether you're running, you know, uh, a $200 mower or a $1,400 mower. You're absolutely right. And, you know, good news travels fast. Mm-hmm. Bad news travels faster. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no. And this business is a referral based business. 99% of this, it, if you go out there and you do a bad job, you're, you you will sink yourself quick mm-hmm. and that is that is the most important thing is that you know that's your name on the door that's your butt on the line this is your company and you have to deliver or you have to be constantly communicating with your clients uh, you know case in point uh, you you brought up uh, we we have bad weather, so we're not going to be able to service your property today. Well, in the CRM that we use to manage our clients, if we do have a rain delay or we got to push a date out for a couple of days or a few days, what have you, um, everybody gets notified through our CRM and a text message gets pushed out to our clients that says, we're not going to be servicing your property today. Your property is going to be serviced on Thursday or, you know, hypothetical future date. That's great. This is just, again, to your point earlier, this is just another touch point. It's another communication that says, hey, I'm on top of this, right? Yeah. No guesswork. No guesswork on the side of the customer. Oh, are they going to come out on Tuesday or are they coming out on Wednesday? I love it. Exactly. They know it. 
And we also do dispatch messages that say we're on the way. Our clients get notified when we're on the way to service their property. They get a text message from the system. The guys know how to use the app that we use that says, hey, we're on the way. That way the client knows if there's a gate that needs to be open or a dog needs to be put in or whatever the case may be. Um, the client has a heads up. And then when the service is completed, uh, the crew takes a photo of the front of the house and the client receives a text message after the service has been completed. And, um, you know, they're they're just constantly informed, you know, they're on the way. Service is completed. Here's a picture of the front of my home that's, you know, got a nice clean lawn now. Um, so we kind of tried to streamline everything that we can, uh, particularly during COVID times. Um, mm-hmm. You know, this this was a this was a challenging business to go at in COVID because, you know, we had to provide virtual estimates using Google Maps. Uh, so we had to hopefully be accurate. <laughs> yeah, you know, the, the, the Google Maps shot can be about six months old. So you, you hope that what you're seeing on Google Maps is where you're going to show up to. Um, so we've, you know, we streamlined that part of the process as well, where all of our invoicing is done online. Uh, all the payments are done online. Our clients have an online portal so they can log in. They can look at the history of their payments, pay their bills online, uh, request additional services through the CRM as well. Uh, so streamlining the process has, has certainly helped. And, and clients appreciate that. You know, they, they appreciate that more than whether or not we're using electric powered equipment. Absolutely. And that, and that, and that's to my point. Um, and everything you're doing is such excellent, uh, customer service. I can guarantee you to the audience or whoever is starting their own lawn care business or, you know, expanding their lawn care business. If you just follow some of these things that, uh, Stephen has put out for you, uh, you're going to be very successful. And one of the ways that you can gauge that success on a year to year basis is really your retention rate, right? Like one of the things that I kind of like and preach is, um, you know, what's my retention rate? What, how many customers did I, you know, if I started with a hundred and I'm going into the next season, right? Uh, how many dropped off and why did they dr drop off? You know, if they are moving and I'm not servicing their area because they're 20 miles away, that's understandable, but understanding, you know, why they dropped off, uh, really gives you a, a deeper look into if you're really doing all these things right. Absolutely. Um, you know, in any business, if, if you don't have the courage to understand, you know, why you've lost a customer or a client and taken time to reflect on that and improve your process, then you're just going to fail. Right. And absolutely. You know, it's it, it is we haven't had many drop off. Uh, most of the time, if, if we lose a client, it's primarily because they sold their house and mm -hmm. moved, mm -hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, there there are those folks that, um, you know, would just hire us for a short period of time. And then maybe their son, 
got old enough for them to start mowing the lawn. So we seek out feedback when we lose um, a client for any reason whatsoever. Um, that's a phone call. You know, we want to understand. We want to understand why. Uh, if it was anything that was pertaining to the quality of our service, uh, we dig into that because it's okay to make mistakes. Um, but you, but you have to learn from those mistakes and you've got to improve your process. And if you see uh, consistency with errors exist in your process, then you've got to go, you've got to do some training, you know, mm -hmm. and you've got to spend a little bit extra time making sure that you're uh, improving. And this, you know, this is, as I'd mentioned earlier, you know, bad news travels really, really fast. Uh, I don't think anybody's ever posted a review about how fast the pizza got to their house, right. you know, <laughs> but just as soon as that pizza is 10 minutes late, everybody in the world's going to hear about it. So, oh, yeah, <laughs> you know, and you have to be aware of that with each and every day that, um, you know, we, we do quality work. There's absolutely no doubt about it. I, I hold high standards for myself and, uh, you know, we're fortunate that, uh, we have crew members that, that hold high standards as well. Um, but you know, it's, it's, uh, it can be a slippery slope at times and, uh, you know, making sure that we're keeping our clients happy is, is by all means at the forefront of what we do. Absolutely. And, and I love everything you're doing. Um, it shows in your growth and I guarantee you that your retention is, uh, just phenomenal. And I see your business growing, uh, exponentially in the future. Um, now when you first started out, you know, three years ago, the equipment that you were using at that point, you know, uh, you know, let's rewind it and look at the electric equipment three years ago. And then come back now to this, you know, three years now uh, and look at the equipment now and then fast forward three years from now and tell me, you know, what do you see and how the, you know, electric segment of the lawn care industry growing and getting better? It's been interesting to observe that over the past few years. Um the equipment is certainly, a, it's a bit more powerful than it was three years ago. Uh, the run times are longer on the machines. Um, but at the heart of all of this is uh, the duration of the battery technology. Now, yeah, I've had numerous conversations with the folks at Ego, with the product development team. Um, I speak with the product development team about once a quarter. Mm sharing our feedback with uh, the equipment that we're using in the field, uh, you know, what breaks quicker, what, what parts on what machines break quicker. Uh, so they're listening. And, uh, you know, that's very important that uh, I kind of have a sounding board over at Ego now. And, you know, when we look at uh, the equipment now versus three years ago, uh, the mowers are quite a bit more powerful. Uh, the runtime has certainly improved. And, you know, looking three years into the future from now, um, you know, Jason over at uh, at Ego uh, said to me, said, you know, Stephen, we can build a, a, a very, very strong mower. You know, uh, we can 
put a motor in this machine that's twice as powerful as the motor that's in here right now, the struggle is the battery technology, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Being able to uh, pack a lot of battery into a small space. So that's what everybody seems to be focused on now, not particularly on the tool itself, but more on how do I make this battery last longer, right? Right. Uh, so I I know that that's what the focus is on right now is refinement of the battery technology. So looking three years out into the future, I, I can see equipment that's, you know, maybe 10, 15% more powerful than it is today, but with a runtime increased by, you know, maybe 30, 40, perhaps 50% in the future. Uh, so the consumer, if, you know, if it's a consumer buying an electric powered lawnmower, um, they're going to be able to know that they can mow their whole lawn on one charge because that is kind of the, that's the struggle right now is just about everybody knows that, um, you know, you're, you generally need more than one battery if you're going to be mowing your own lawn. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, uh, Stephen, Hey, it was such a pleasure having you here. I actually, uh, would love to make some time to come out there and jump on that zero turn. I'm in the, I'm on the Fort Worth side, so I'm not too far away from you. So we might have to get together, uh, for sure for some coffee or something, but I definitely, uh, want to test drive that, uh, zero turn. If you, you, you'd give me that opportunity. Absolutely. We'd love to have you come out. Uh, and again, I'd, I'd love to grab co- coffee with you as well. And, um, you know, it, it'd be great to come out and shake hands with the guys and, by all means, you're more than welcome to jump on that zero turn anytime you want. <laughs> that, that, your your main guy's not going to get mad, right? <laughs> no, no, no. He'll <laughs> be fine. Well, again, it was a pleasure, Stephen. Stephen with EcoMo, uh, all electric lawn mowing company here in the Dallas area. Uh, again, such a great pleasure, and I look forward to speaking with you soon again. Thanks again. I appreciate you having us, and uh, God bless. Thank you, Stephen. I hope this information was helpful to you, and we'll catch you in the next podcast. Thank you for listening to the Lawn Care Frank podcast. Please subscribe and visit LawnCareFrank.com for more helpful tips and information.